When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome inside another edition of the Steve Peichel podcast as we talk everything Rutgers basketball with the head coach of the Scarlet Knights. But first, we start out with the football program because on Tuesday morning, it became official that Greg Schiano is back. So the first thing that me and Coach Peichel discussed was his reaction to the news. You know, I'm just real excited Coach Schiano's back. Um, I know Rutgers Nation is excited. Uh, a lot of people worked very hard to get get the deal done and uh you know he loves Rutgers I do know that the more people I talk to about him you know I'm, I'm really excited it's good for our university I think it's gonna be really good for our football program certainly for the athletic uh, department people are really really excited and uh, I look forward to working arm in arm with them to make uh, Rutgers even a greater university than it is it, it is it's fun in the sense that I mean there's a lot of good things happening you know right now with the basketball program with the wrestling program just to name a couple and then you know he returns after it was a bad season obviously and it just feels like everything is on the up at Rutgers there's no doubt and I've been saying this for a while uh, you know buy stock in, in Rutgers now and certainly has been a great university for a long time doing some epic things on campus building new buildings uh, our admission standards have gone through the roof, um, you know, the highest classes ever to come in, um, you know, some just some truly some great stuff. And in the athletic department, too, um, programs have been unbelievable. Our women's soccer program, our wrestling program, you know, our, we hired a terrific baseball coach. Steve Owen's going to do a great job in baseball. Um, our field hockey program, you know, Meredith does an unbelievable job. Um, obviously, we've got a Hall of Fame coach and Coach Stringer, Yumi in gymnastics winning like crazy. I mean, there's so many good things going on. Um, and to now have Coach Chiano back, you know, running our football program and uh, a New Jersey guy uh, who has been here and done it before. So it's a truly exciting time. And uh, I look forward, again, to, you know, working with all the head coaches. But 
most importantly, working with the great people at Rutgers to continue building a great basketball and a great athletic department, a great football program, and, you know, making some exciting times. And the basketball team has been exciting. Six and one as we tape this. Uh, you guys will get this post-Pittsburgh, and hopefully that goes well tonight. Uh, as we are recording this, we are coming to you from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, it's the start of one heck of a stretch for this team, but it's interesting when you look at the schedule. You know, a lot of people will say, boy, look at these four coming up with Pittsburgh and Michigan State and then Wisconsin and then you got Michigan State, uh, not Michigan State, Seton Hall uh, after that. And my first thought is, man, that's tough. But then it's like, all right, you play in the Big Ten. Like, that's what it is. How is it as a coach to be able to keep yourself grounded and just look at one specific game and get through that and not have the eyes on what's ahead? It's a, it's amazing. I try to do an unbelievable job with that. My staff, too. Uh, because kids tend to look ahead. Uh, that's how kids are uh, down the road. I go one game at a time. I, I didn't touch any Pittsburgh, anything, until after the UMass game was done. As soon as that game was done, we flipped the page onto, onto Pittsburgh. And hopefully I can keep my team in that same mm -hmm. mindset because we have a tough enough job here. Pittsburgh wins 94% uh, of their non-conference games here at, at the Peterson Center since the building's been open in 2002. So they haven't had a lot of... Uh, a lot of losses here, so we got to come into a tough environment. Well, Coach, you, you know, uh, Coach Capel team, who's really building too, and he's built around toughness and athleticism, and they have that in spades, you know, with this team. So we go one game at a time, try to do a great job, and then we try to get on to the next one. And uh, uh, they're all hard coming up, and as we head into the 20-game slate of the Big Ten, which I think the other day we had three guys, uh, three teams ranked in the top 10 in our league. So. We're certainly going to be uh, tested many nights, and, and hopefully our guys can continue to get better because that's what I've liked. The last three games, we've improved in, in every defensive stat. Um, we've shared the game. I think our bench rotation is starting to kind of fall into place, and, um, you know, some good things have happened, but we got to continue to get better. We're still a young, young basketball team. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane? Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. One of the things you just touched on, talking about the defense, and some of the things I wrote down from the last three games, Stephen F. Austin, NJIT, and then Massachusetts, a good team that came in as well. You held these teams to 57, 58, and 57 in consecutive games. And in some cases, it could have been less. Late baskets uh, drove their, their their score up a little bit. It, from my from my vantage point, I, I see a team that is playing together that seems to like playing with one another. What is the biggest thing defensively to be able to do things like that, especially a team like Stephen F. Austin that is a high-power team went into Duke and won right after they lost to you guys? Yeah, I mean, a really good team, and I said that they're going to win 30 games this year, and I'll stand by that. But, uh, um, you know, I think our guys have gotten more connected. I think we've gotten through the early part of the season where a lot of guys are trying to figure it out, and a lot of guys have taken on new roles this year. Um, some guys that have started a lot of games coming off the bench, other guys that haven't started now starting. Um, you know, I think you got to go through some of the um, trials and tribulations of the season um, to improve. And I think we've done a really good job um, in our prep time of really getting them locked in on the game plan and locked in on the keys 
for the other team. And I think to their credit, our guys have accepted um, accepted that, and they've done the three or four keys that we've had in those games. And, and uh, we've played well offensively, and we've played well defensively. And our, our defense certainly helps, you know, our offense. And the fact that we've been defended without fouling, I think, has been a huge key for us. And we've really held teams way under their average. We've done a better job defending the three. Um, but, like, I really like this team, and I really like our depth a lot. And I really know we're going to need to continue to develop, you know, our depth because – as you know, what happens during the course of a long season, you know, a lot of things go on and a lot of illnesses and a flu season and all these different kinds of things. We've got to have guys ready to step up, and our bench has done a really good job of giving our, our starters some uh, some time off and some energy coming off the bench, which has helped our starting group. When you go into a game, do you have a number of minutes in mind, or does the game dictate how you play it, and then you just basically change on the fly. I think the game dictates a lot of it, and uh, matchups dictate a lot of it. The other team, you know, dictates some of it. But, you know, foul trouble always being number one. And if we get our guys to play as hard as they can, they need to come out just for just for uh, blows, just mm-hmm. for rest. Uh, so, you know, I love the fact the last couple of games we had a few guys put their fist up. And that means that they want to come out, they need to come out. And, and I think once you can get, that's the ultimate sign of sacrifice. You know, I know I'm a little bit tired and I don't want to give up an easy basket or foul or do something like that. Give me a quick blow, coach. I'll come come in and come out. When we start getting guys to really buy into that, it's an awesome feeling, you know, as a coach when they're looking out for, for the team that way. So, um, you know, I like to play a lot of guys. I like to have a lot of guys, you know, ready to play. And we, we have a roster built for that. And, um, you know, I'm just thankful that they've continued to, you know, sacrifice in that way. And, and like I said, everyone wants to play more. Everyone wants to take more shots. And that's not just college basketball. That's in the NBA. That's in junior high. That's in high school. I talk to high school coaches all the time. That, 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 that's everywhere. But, uh, you know, the greater cause is that we do something that we haven't done here in a long time. And, and, and that's playing postseason and do some great things. So I think our guys are, are, are focused on that. And I think that's an important part of where we are right now. Technology is the backbone of every business, but choosing the right technology requires time and resources most IT managers cannot spare. For 30 years, SHI International has helped businesses select, deploy, and manage IT solutions that meet their unique business goals. From end users to the cloud, SHI helps build and maintain some of the world's most complex IT environments. Find out how SHI can help your organization by visiting shi.com. That's shi.com. SHI, innovative solutions, world-class support. Cold, cough, flu symptoms? Sounds like you should see a doctor. So where do you go? You go to the RWJ Barnabas Health Telemed app and you get to see the doctor right away, whenever you want, on whatever device you choose. It's that simple and that convenient. No appointment necessary. Download Telemed from RWJ Barnabas Health at the App Store or visit rwjbh.org slash telemed. RWJ Barnabas Health. Let's be healthy together. Pico podcast here as we are currently recording this in Pittsburgh. Rutgers on the road to take on Pittsburgh tonight. By the time you listen to this, the game will be over and done with. Um, you also pointed out a couple of minutes ago the top 25 comes out and the amount of teams from the Big Ten that are in it really is amazing. And now my son's 15. He's really into it now. And he called me in the other day. I guess it was yesterday when he saw the list. And he's like, Boy, they play some tough teams. I mean, it really is. And from the from the moment you've been here, and it's you know it's going on three plus years now uh, for me with you. You've been at it with God. This this league is really tough, and people yeah. people know that. 
But to see it and live it every day and to see that top 20, top 25 list, like you just sit there and say, my God, like the mountain is really tough to climb. And yet it really does feel like you guys are chipping away rock by rock by rock. I mean, it really is. And I, and I say that all the time, you know, to people too. The league in football and basketball yeah. from top to bottom is just, you know, talking about big-time programs with huge tradition that year in and year out compete for national championships. And you got Michigan now that's moved in. And we know how good Michigan State was preseason number one. And Maryland, they're talking they might have two or three lottery picks. And now you got Purdue sneaking up into into those mix. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they've been a great program for a long time. Ohio State, I mean, been a great program for a long time in the top ten. I mean, it's just team after team after team. And, um, you know, I think it's that way in football, too. And that's why um, it takes time to build programs in a league like this because these other teams are traditionally going to just continue to be, you know, great programs. So you got to make your program a great program. And you got to do it year in and year out. It's not an up-and-down league. Um, these teams are year in and year out, the most competitive basketball programs in the country. And uh, you see a little bit of it right now. Yeah. Do you allow yourself um, – I know you don't have a, much time off, but do you allow yourself to sit back and just enjoy games anymore, or are you constantly watching a game with an eye on how do you beat that team? Yeah, I always am watching basketball, especially our team when, when, I'm, when I'm free. Uh, but I really get into my own – world when I'm preparing and we have such short prep time now so I've been 100% pit since the final buzzer sounded at the UMass game so if you came to my office after that UMass game was over you see myself Brandon Knight is in charge of that scout does an unbelievable job um, just devouring pit and watch every single one of their games and then um, you know usually go over any game that we've played a team mm -hmm. too um, so uh, you know, you get as good a feel as you can. Then you put try to put together your practice plan, um, which is going to be a practice plan that's going to um, help you prepare for the game at hand and get your team as focused in two days as you can between sending them video clips and sending them quotes that were in the paper, sending them stats that you see that um, that could help. And then you go about your practice plan, and then you got a travel day, you know, to get here. And hopefully you've implemented enough in those two days to get your team to prepare uh, for a team that's very different than UMass was. And so it's it's, it's kind of crazy. And, and then as soon as this game's over, tonight on the bus, I'll be watching games of Michigan State, who's completely different than Pittsburgh. You know, and yeah. you got a couple days to prepare for them with an NCAA day off too. So um, you just stay in your own world right there. I think that's the best place to be. Keep focused on your team. Watch a ton of tape with your team of the last game and then try to get through that game as quickly as possible to get on to your next game. I did a radio show after Thanksgiving, and one of the topics that came up were, uh, and I trust me, I'm not leading you down a bad path. This is more about you than it is the fans. But um, we had a conversation on the radio show about fans that are ignorant to the facts. I know that's a tough word to use, but that was the conversation we had on the show. And my, my contention was, having been around different programs and even professional teams, is that, and I'm a fan too, and I say some stupid things, <laughs> obviously, when it comes to my Dallas Cowboys and things like that, but I also know to step back sometimes, and I realize the work that's put in. When you hear things like, that are not factually correct, and yet you know the work that gets put in, and for whatever the case may be, the team doesn't go out and execute the game plan that had been given to them. Personally, how hard do you take that? Does your does your staff take that? You know, no one's blaming the kids, none of that. But you know the work that was put in. How much does that eat at you? 
that it just doesn't translate on the court some nights. Yeah, and some nights, too. I mean, there's so many factors that go into basketball games, and I don't think ever, anyone ever realizes, um, you know, like tonight the whistle's going to be huge, you know, like, and, and you have no control over that. Uh, you sometimes have no control over how you shoot the ball, and some nights every shot goes in. Right. And some nights it doesn't. And people give credit to the coaches or whatever. You know, I've been doing this for long enough. There's like two or three games every year for the last 25 years that I've coached in that every shot went in. I can't tell you why they all went in, but we would end up beating a real good team. And then there are three or four games where no shot goes in. Yeah. And you end up losing the game. And people say, how did you lose that game? Well, the ball just didn't, you know, just didn't go in on that particular night. And and, and then the rest of the games, you're in a fight, fist fight. And, uh um, you know, but you got refereeing, you got kids, you got mindset, you got final exams, you got the flu, you got personal things going on. The kids, some kids aren't ready yet. They're too young. They don't get how yeah. to go on the road and prepare. You know, there's so many different factors that go into, you know, winning a basketball game. It's really, really hard to do. And um, like I say, you know, Pittsburgh right now is 94% winning percentage of their games. A lot of good teams have come into this gym over the last 18 years and, 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 and have lost. And it's not because of anything other than maybe it was a, a whistle. Maybe it was a travel call that wasn't a travel call. Maybe a block charge call. Maybe it was early calls that kept their best player off the bench in that particular game. He only played 19 minutes when he's been playing 35 minutes. Right. You know, so there's so many different factors. I love the challenge of every game. I don't know if people appreciate like what your guys and what your team has to do to prepare you got to get a total different mind focus for every game every single game is different there's no team that's exactly like the last team that you played you know so you really have to get your team up and you have to get them focused on on what's important and that's always the next game no matter what happened the game before the next game's always you know the most important so I like those challenges I've been through a lot of them and your programs are all in different places too and, you know, big step for us, we took it last year, we're starting to win some road games. Um, can we continue? Our first road test wasn't good. Um, have we learned from that? And are we going to be better on this road test, you know? And, and I got to give St. Bonaventures a lot of credit in that game, too. They made every shot that game, and they haven't since, you, you, you know. But their coach is really good, and they got a great culture there, and they've won a lot of games over the last few years. But our mindset going into that you know, game maybe wasn't where we needed it to be, but that loss helped us win the next three games. So, um, you know, helped us beat Stephen F. Austin because we came with a tougher mindset and we, we came, you know, more ready to play from the get-go of the game. So, you know, you learn from your losses. Again, I tell everyone this, enjoy the journey. You, you know, no, nobody's perfect, no coach, no, no, you know, no players, no, no, no anything, no schedule. Um, got to enjoy the journey and hopefully your kids enjoy it, embrace it. The fans enjoy it, embrace it. And, um, you know, that's part of the, uh, that's part of the journey of the season that we sometimes don't appreciate. And the St. Bonaventure game to me is exactly what you're talking about. That was a game where everything they threw up went in. And so to that point, I completely agree with you. It's the Pikel podcast. Uh, next thing, you mentioned Stephen F. Austin in there, and that was one of these three wins that you've had in the last uh, week and a half or so. And that was a game going in that you said you were concerned about you know, because of the way they play and how they're going to turn teams over. And they turned you over a lot in the first half, and whatever you did at halftime, not much going forward in the last two and a half games have been spectacular. Your reaction 
when you saw that they won, not only beat Duke, but it wasn't a neutral site. They won at Cameron Indoor. Like, what was going through your head when you saw that? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't uh, surprised. I really wasn't. I know how good Duke is, and Duke hadn't lost a game there in 150, I think, non-conference games, which think about that, yeah. uh, how incredible that is. But um, they had a lot of veterans. They were very athletic, and that was as tough a team physically. They were tough mentally and physically. You know, even in our game, we kept throwing punches at them, and they come right back off the mat, throw punches back at us. Then we had the, you know, it was one of those kind of basketball games. But if you look at the history of that program, um, and, you know, I felt this way at Stony Brook when I was getting to the – our culture was just – we were just used to winning. Mm. We could go into some tough places because we had done it for eight years, run, just go on the road and win, just win at home. And, you know, we kind of built that culture. Well, they had that at Stephen F. Austin, and they got veteran guys. Um, so to go there, I knew it would take a good whistle. And, and even down the stretch of that game, I thought they got some tough whistles, and they still overcame – you know, some some of that down, down the stretch. That team will be very good. They're well coached. Uh, but the coach, actually, he and I texted after the game. He felt like our game helped him, hmm. you know, win that next game too. And sometimes that happens too. Like when you go on the road and it doesn't go your way, now you're getting ready to play Duke. You really got their attention. And he did an unbelievable job. He's a great guy, and he's a heck of a coach. And, uh, you, you know, you know uh, watching that game didn't surprise me in, in, in the least. And, um, you know, how they grinded it out, too, and it took them the last half a second yeah. to win a basketball game. That's how hard it is. One possession, the last half. If the clock was a little bit slower, you know, or a little bit faster, they wouldn't have got the shot off. I mean, it's amazing what it comes down to winning and losing, and that's college basketball and college athletics, really. It comes yeah. down to maybe an out-of-bounds play in the first half that got you the two points that ends up you win the game by one. You mentioned um, teams that are together for a long time. That's the one thing that's interesting to me about college basketball. When you have some of the upper echelon, we're going to compete for the national championship type of year, the one-and-dones, whatever you want to call them, where these guys come in as a freshman and they might be a lottery pick. On one hand, you sit there and say, my God, must be nice to get these kids in every other year. On the other hand, it doesn't always work. And there's something to be said for the team that's, that is together for four, five, six, seven, eight years, interchangeable parts as they stay for four. Would love to have that happen. Now, it's getting harder and harder in athletics because the transfer portal. And, right. Um, there's a lot more instant, like, you know, instant playing time, instant everything. Uh, if you could get a group to be special and stay, stay together, I think you could have unbelievable run. We've been fortunate because, you know, you build it year one, then you start changing your roster a little bit year two. And then last year was the first year um, – with our roster, but we were very young last year. And now we're, you know, starting four sophomores. We're certainly not old team and, and a junior. And we have a freshman, Paul Mulcahy, coming off the bench and then some first-year guys uh, playing for us and, 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 and Jacob and, uh, um, you know, a quasi-Aboa. But um, we've had a little continuity with, with the program, which I think is a really good thing. And it's becoming more and more rare, you know, in college athletics. Everyone's changing their roster you know, pretty quickly. So hopefully you get a good core of people to stay together and believe in each other and that love the university and that continue to build a program because it's, it's getting harder and harder to build programs that way. That's what I was able to do really at Stony Brook. And I was able to redshirt guys. So you have them for five years. You know, Quasi Yaboa was, you know, sitting out and he's a talented kid and he couldn't crack our lineup there because we had veteran, grizzled veterans you know, at Stony Brook, and we won 27 or 8 games that year, you know, uh, as he sat out and redshirted and got ready to play the following year. So 
um, you know, you like to build your programs around that, but it takes a lot of patience and it mm-hmm. takes people, you know, seeing the good things that you're bringing to your program. I love the fact that we develop players and if they stay, they'll get better. Uh, everyone wants instant everything, instant everything. I think you even see in the NBA now, it's hard for these rookies to come in and instantly make an impact. Markel Fultz and even the, even the number yeah. one picks in, in, the, in the draft. So it takes time to develop your program. Consistency is a big part, you know, of, of time and learning and, and getting better. And, you know, I think we've done a really good job in those areas. What's amazing, you mentioned the NBA. What's amazing about the NBA is you look at a guy like Frank Nielakina with the Knicks. And before the season began, people were like, who wants this guy back? I mean, it's enough with this guy. And then you look and you see he's 21 years old. <laughs> like, who decides that at that point it's enough? Like, give him yeah. a little bit of time to get his feet wet and kind of learn the league, you would think. Yeah, it's it's not that way anymore. I think social media plays a role in that. Everything's yeah. kind of instant. And they, you know, it's hard to play college basketball. It really is. It's hard to practice every day. It's hard to prepare for all these different teams. The other team's trying to win, too. And the other team's good. And they're trying to take away your strengths. And they're trying to play to your weaknesses. Um, you know, and, uh, you, you know, I think that's a, a big part of it. But everything's more instant now and everything's that kind of thing. I think, you know, you see the development in Geo Baker. Mm-hmm. I think you see the development in Miles. I think you're going to see the development, you know, in some of our younger guys, you know, year two and year three. And I think Mamadou Dukori's, you know, gotten better and better, um, you, you, you know. And so I, I think you see those things if you get a little time and, and you take a, a look at, how people build programs, and I think they learn from mistakes too. I think they learn how to practice hard. I mean, that's a huge habit now to get kids to do. Like practice, I see you every day for two hours. Like that is your playing time, right? You know, and what are you doing with your practice time? You know, uh, you know, and and I think those things are important. But you know, we got a great group of kids. I love coaching these guys. They're they're great and they're coachable. Um, you know, and 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 I think we could have a real real fun season if we continue to sacrifice and if we continue to work hard. Managing your health care can sometimes feel overwhelming. With the new Horizon Blue app from Horizon Blue Cross Blue Shield of New Jersey. You get the care and support you want right in your hands. Now you can have all of your health care coverage details and access to support at your fingertips. Get help scheduling appointments. Find doctors and specialists. Access your coverage details. Get updates on your claims. See easy-to-understand cost details and get support straight from the experts at Horizon. You can even see a doctor wherever it's most convenient for you via your smartphone or tablet. Downloading the app is easy and free. Text GETAPP to 422-271 today or find it in the App Store or Google Play. There is no charge to download the Horizon Blue app, but rates from your wireless provider may apply. The Horizon Blue app. It's not just an app. It's your direct connection to care. Last segment of the Pykel podcast. Um, Two things. Michigan State Sunday on the road, Sunday evening, and then on the fans back at the rack. First, Michigan State. Explain to people out there how difficult and what a challenge that is going there. You've been close a couple of times there, but what a difficult chore that is playing there against that coach and that team. I think it's kind of interesting since 2002. I think Pitt is uh, uh, number six in in home winning percentage, so they've won the most home games non-conference, and then Michigan State is number seven. So two of the tough top ten Mm -hmm. places to go on the road you know, to win basketball games. Obviously, when you're 
playing for Hall of Fame basketball coach and, and, and Tom Izzo, and you go on the road, and it's league game number one, so it's very important. It's league game, which we've never played in December, you know, up until last year. Right. You know, we used to wait till after Christmas when your team had a little bit more grizzled and a little bit more, you know, challenged and a little bit more figured out. Um, you know, to go to those places is unbelievable. You're going to have to play really good basketball and not just one side of the ball. You know, like there's games now that you can, if your defense is great, you could win. If your offense is great, you could win the game by outscoring a team. Um, when you go play at Michigan State, your defense better be unbelievable and your offense better be unbelievable. Um, otherwise, you don't get out of that place uh, alive. And, and it's a huge challenge. But this league is a huge challenge. Every place you go, it's got the highest winning percentage of home courts of any league in the country and has for years. So this isn't just a stat for this year. It has for years. So, um, you know, you got to play, again, real good basketball. Everyone's got to be ready to go because if – your center gets two fouls in the first minute. He's wrestling with some of the most physical players in the country. Your, your two two backup guys got to be ready to play and play starter minutes those days. So um, I always tell our guys, I don't know what's going to take each game, uh, but I can tell you it's going to take unbelievable effort. You're going to have to play together. You're going to have to be tough as nails. And you're going to have to play the fans, and you're going to have to play the referees. Perfect time to segue then into your fans because you saw the, 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 the student section sold out for Seton Hall. It will be uh, for Wisconsin. What does that mean when that building is jacked the way it is and it looks like the roof is going to pop off for your team? It means a ton. I mean, you could see against UMass, our guys like anything. They're 19 years old, 20 years old. They play better when more people are in the gym. They play when our fans are excited. They play harder when our fans get you know, out of their seats and, and share for them. It's like anything, you know, they're, they're young and, and, and those things are very, very important to them. So I'm just so thankful. Our students been coming out. They've been awesome. They've made it a tough place to play. Our cheerleaders, our band, you know, they come and they support us, our dance team, you know, and our season ticket holders. They're getting out of their seats and they're doing great things for us. And we need that because the whole league has that. Yep. And now Rutgers is doing that. And I'm real proud of the fact that uh, we've become a hard, hard place to play. The UMass coach said it the other day, tough environment, tough environment. When I first took the job, they weren't saying that. Nobody was saying that, you know, four years prior uh, to me taking the job. And now they're saying that. And, and I'm just really thankful that people have come out. And I told them if they come out and support it, these are the right kids you know, to support, they've sacrificed, they play hard, they got a 3.0 grade point average, they're great representatives of Rutgers, so for all the great reasons too, I say sometimes the coaches get the credit or the, no, come to, come to cheer on these kids, like pretend they're your own kids, like you just want great things to happen for them because they're great kids and they work hard, they deserve it. It's a great product in Jersey, and this has been fun. I appreciate a couple of minutes. Tough stretch coming up. Good luck. Thank you, Jerry. I appreciate you having me on. That'll do it for another episode of the Pikel Podcast, another one coming your way next week.